Hello, welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. I'll tell you what, I feel like running and jumping this morning for the Lord is high above the heavens. Glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We bless your name today, God. We give you praise, glory, and honor. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. He's worthy of our praise. Glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Woo. Yes. Amen. We bless the Lord. Amen. For our praise and worship ministry. Amen. Leading us in this time of praise and this time of worship. Let's go into the word uh, this morning. Again, from the, Luke, from the book of St. Luke, and I'm going to read again uh, in chapter 4, and I'm going to read again verses 18 and 19. Same scripture we were in last week. Amen? Uh, there's a reason that the Lord has us here. Uh, in verse 18 of chapter 4, Jesus reads these words uh, from the book of Isaiah chapter 61. He says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of God's favor. Amen. The spirit of the Lord is on me. I, I want to talk today from the thought, implications of the anointing, implications of the anointing. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Last week, we talked about living in the Messianic age uh, and the ministry of Christ during this era, uh, which had been prophesied in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. Um, and on that particular day, uh, when Jesus went into the temple uh, to read, he asked for the scroll of Isaiah. And the, the, the attendant handed him the scroll of Isaiah. Well, he didn't ask for Isaiah, but the attendant handed him the scroll of Isaiah. And he chose, Jesus chose this passage from Isaiah chapter 61. Amen. Verse 1. And as, 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 as he read, he said at the end of that, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. He saw that prophecy uh, or the fulfillment of that prophecy in himself. Today, we're going to talk about this anointing because it is the anointing that is critical for ministry even today. As Jesus talks about his ministry, he says, the spirit of the Lord has anointed me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And this anointing is critical for ministry today. 
life and ministry, but I want to, as we get into this, you hear me talk about life, but ministry more than life. Um, and, and, well, while this is on my mind, because I didn't write this down, we tend, we tend to think more about life than we do ministry. Um, but I believe we have, we have it backwards. We, 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 once we come to Christ, we need to think about ministry. We need to think about ministry and life as involved in ministry, okay? So we will see how this anointing is critical for ministry even today. If you recall uh, last week, the Lord reminded us that Jesus uh, fulfilled his ministry and he got results. He got results, amen, and we see that as you read the, the gospel message, and this is this is other gospel passages. This is why it's so important to study the life of Jesus. Don't just call yourself a Christian and you never study the life of Jesus. You need to read uh, uh, the gospel accounts of the life of Jesus, and then you will see the fulfillment of his ministry, the fulfillment of what was even prophesied about him and the fulfillment of what he read that day, you will see that as you read the gospel accounts. Amen? Well, uh, he got results, and it was the anointing uh, upon his life that caused him to get results. Amen? Everything goes back to the anointing. Everything goes back to the anointing. This, this is the reason that the anointing is so critical for ministry today. We can do a lot of things, all right? Uh, however, it is the anointing that causes us to get the results that God wants in ministry. Hallelujah. Amen. It is the anointing because it's never what we do, but it is the anointing that's upon our lives. It is the anointing that is working in our lives and through our lives. Amen. Amen. To, to, to get the results that God wants. Jesus said in John chapter 15 and verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, fruit that will last or that remains. The Greek word there, I think is minos, um, uh, um, and it means remains, it remains. And, and, and so, so that Jesus went on to say, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Wow. Amen? Uh, uh, it is the anointing that causes us to bear fruit that lasts. Amen. Hallelujah. We're here today. You and I are alive today. You and I who are saved, we're here today and saved today, glory to God, because Jesus' fruit lasted. Amen. Uh, Jesus' Jesus' fruit had the quality of endurance. Amen. What are you talking about, Bishop? Well, Jesus ministered to his disciples. His disciples ministered to others. Those that his disciples ministered to ministered to others. Remember, uh, Paul said to Timothy, the things that you've seen, that you've learned, uh, that you've seen in me do. And he said, commit these things to faithful men that they may teach others also. Amen. This is a generational faith. Glory to God. We didn't start in 2021. This started back, amen, when Jesus came to the face of the earth and 
and was anointed to proclaim the good news to the poor. Hallelujah. Amen. It is the anointing. It is that anointing. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. He has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of God's favor. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, Jesus says, has anointed me, right? Someone, somebody may ask, and, 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 and I ask the question too, and, and many times when I'm, when I'm preparing to preach, I ask myself questions so I can answer them for the same for the people who might ask the questions who don't have the opportunity to verbalize them while I'm preaching. Amen. Uh, someone may ask, why did Jesus have to be anointed? Wasn't he the son of God? Wasn't he the second person in the Godhead? Yes, he was. However, we must remember that when Jesus comes to earth, this is Jesus in human flesh. This is the God-man. This is the Logos who became flesh and dwelt among human beings. Everything he did, amen, he did it as an example for us. He was in the flesh, and so therefore in the flesh he had to be anointed, amen, to fulfill the ministry that was assigned to him. This anointing, and, and you might ask, when was Jesus anointed as a, as a man? This anointing is referred to in Luke chapter 3, verse 22. And, 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 and of course, that is the symbol of, uh, one of the symbols of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We see this as the Holy Spirit descends upon Jesus. And listen to what the Scripture says. The Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice from heaven said, You are my Son whom I love, with you I am well pleased. Amen. This is the symbol of the, of the anointing of the Holy Spirit coming upon Jesus. Mm. Coming upon Jesus. Acts chapter 10, verse 38, bears this up. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Amen. He went about doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. This, this anointing was a prophetic anointing. And you think about this, you think about the words that Jesus said, and you think, you remember that many people called him a prophet. And they called him a prophet because of his ministry, all right? And as you listen to what he says even here in Luke chapter, chapter 4, as he quotes Isaiah, uh, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach, to proclaim. The prophetic anointing was upon him. But as we look at his life, we see not only the prophetic anointing, but we see the priestly anointing and we see the kingly anointing of Jesus that's fulfilled in his ministry. Jesus fulfilled these three, uh, the, these three anointings. Amen. Amen. So this anointing was not just a prophetic anointing. As Jesus referenced in Luke chapter 4, verse 24, when he said a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, amen, uh, but it is a messianic anointing because Jesus is the bringer, not just the herald. John was a herald or John was an announcer, but Jesus is the bringer of salvation. He is the good news. He is the priest. He is the prophet. He is the king. Now, saints, 
just like God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit, you and I have been anointed with the very same Spirit, with Holy Spirit. We say the, the Scripture says the, but as we talk about him, he is a person. Holy Spirit is not an it. He is a person, and we have been anointed by him. His anointing, amen, uh, is his approval and his empowerment for ministry. Listen now, don't, don't, I don't want to lose you, amen? Um, yes, his anointing is his approval and his empowerment for ministry. His anointing on our lives is his approval upon us and also his empowerment for ministry. The anointing for this dispensation, all right, is not one that comes upon us and leaves us. Hear that? Hear that? Amen. Even for Jesus, he wasn't anointed with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit left him. We'll talk about that in a moment. Amen. This anointing that, 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 that we have been anointed with, it, it is one that remains with us and makes us effective all of the time and at any time for ministry for Holy Spirit does not come simply upon us. He lives in us. Remember, Jesus said, remember, if you remember, Jesus says, I will not leave you comfortless. John, in John chapter 14, amen. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. I will be with you. I will be in you. Amen. And he's speaking of Holy Spirit coming to live in us. Amen. On the day of Pentecost, Holy Spirit came, Holy Spirit indwelt believers. Amen. He, he is here in the world today. We can call this the, the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, a dispensation of the church age. Amen. He is here until this dispensation is over and the Lord removes him from the world so that he can complete the work of judgment. All right. It is important that we understand this and that we that we embrace this and that we prepare our hearts and our minds. This is critical now, that we prepare our hearts and our minds to be used by him for the time is now. This is why you say prepare your hearts and your minds, because a lot of times we don't think that the Lord is with us. A lot of believers go from day to day to day, and they think that they have to ask Holy Spirit to come and be with them. Remember, we, we, we grew up singing a song, I wasn't there, but I wished I had been when the Holy Ghost came as a mighty Russian wind. We, we started singing a song, send the Pentecost, praying for another Pentecost, and not, not, not embracing the fact that Holy Spirit is here, that he came to indwell every believer, that he never leaves us. That's why when you sin, you grieve him. Are you with me? Are you listening? Amen. Amen. We need, to the we need to embrace this. We need to understand this. We need to embrace this. Our hearts, our minds have to have this focus because the time is now for the work of ministry to be seriously engaged. The time is now for every person who has been born of the Spirit of Almighty God to rise up and work as never before. As we said last Sunday, and get results and get 
results. The words of the scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, can be echoed right here. As God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I have heard you. And the day of salvation, in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Now. Can somebody say now? Hallelujah. Now is the day of salvation. We can't allow another day to go by without getting involved in fulfilling the Lord's commission and assignment on our lives. Today is the day. Now is the time. This is the time of God's favor. Glory to God. Souls are waiting on us to bring the gospel message to them, that, that this message that we have been anointed and appointed to bring to this generation. Hallelujah. And you don't have to go far to find someone to preach the gospel to. You look in your own family, glory to God. You look in your own family. You look on your job. You don't have to go far to find someone to bring this gospel message to. Yeah, in this generation, now, 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 now. And we've been anointed. We've been anointed to do this. We've been anointed. So what is it that we need to know today concerning the anointing that will help us in this process and help us be more effective and efficient in fulfilling the ministry that we've been given? Efficient means that we're getting results. Effective and efficient, we're getting results. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? First of all, listen now. The anointing is for the work. The anointing is for, is for the work. We are not just trophies. Listen, sitting on a shelf for God to look at. God gets no pleasure just looking at us. Do you think that God is happy? We don't do it now, but when we used to come to, dress, come to church, dressed all up in our nice suits and nice dresses and for some women, they're fine hats, and depending on, on your tradition, you know, people can get dressed down, get decked down to come to the house of the Lord. Don't mention a church convention, how people get decked down to go to the convention. I remember when we went for gospel, the amount of money we would spend on buying suits and buying clothes and buying shoes. Do you think God got pleasure out of looking at us all decked down? We weren't doing that for God. We were doing that for each other because God didn't save us to put us on a shelf to like a trophy so that he can look at us. He gets no pleasure in looking at us. Woo. Mm. The anointing is for the work. We have been anointed for the work. Now, this includes everything involved in completing the work. It includes our life. It includes life battles. We're in spiritual warfare. You've been, you've been anointed. Whatever's going to make you effective in the work, you've been anointed. You've been anointed to live holy. You've been anointed to live victoriously. You've been anointed to defeat the enemy. You've been anointed to, 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 to get resources. You've been anointed with witty inventions. You've been anointed 
for whatever it takes to complete the work. But you got to realize it is for the work. Somebody should say, it's for the work. Hmm. Jesus said, Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, so forth and so on. Let's read it this way. Because the Spirit of the Lord has sent me to do the work, he has anointed me. Wow. You know, I read that and I read that and I read that over and over again. And I said, the Spirit of the Lord is, a, is upon me because, and of course, you know, I went to commentaries and what have you, and, 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 and there's an account in, the, in, the, in, in, in one of the books that, that we don't preach from that, that, that quotes this scripture, and it makes it a bit plain, and I'm not even using that one. When I read this again, the Holy Spirit said, just turn it around and read it a different way. Because the Spirit of the Lord Hallelujah. Has anointed, has sent me. Because he has sent me, he has anointed me to do the work. Do you realize you've been sent? You've been sent. You've been sent. God knew you in him before the foundation of the world. God knew that you would be born in this day, in this time, in this generation, for a particular, a particular reason and purpose. And this is not just for, it's for everybody that's born. A lot of people are missing, they're missing their destinies. They're running after other things. They're forgetting God. They're neglecting God. And they're not living out their life purposes. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me or because the Spirit has sent me this Hallelujah. He has anointed me to do this work. Jesus is anointed by the Holy Spirit was a consecration or a commissioning for the work he had been assigned to do. When we work now, 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 this is what the Lord showed me. When we work, the anointing goes into effect. So I can be walking around. Holy Spirit lives in me but I'm not doing anything, you know. I'm just walking around. But once I start doing the work of ministry, the anointing kicks in. Oof. I'm not telling you about something I heard about. I'm telling you about something that I know about. <laughs> Hallelujah. I can be sitting in my seat. Hey, I've gone into services, and I walked into a service in Liberia, and I walked in. Bishop Will said, Bishop, you have to bring a word. I had not prepared to preach. I had not sat down and studied, but of course I've been studying. That makes a difference. I've been preaching a long time. That's a part of making a difference. But I could have said, oh no, I haven't studied. I don't have anything to preach. But no, 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 no. When I stood up to preach, the anointing kicked in, glory to God. Amen. And the Lord gave me a word to preach. Peter on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 verse 14 the Bible says, then Peter stood up with the 11, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. Now, mind you, there is no record in Scripture before this time where Peter ever talked that much. 
Peter probably talked a lot. But when it came to explaining the scriptures, wow, that day when he stood up and opened his mouth, the anointing kicked in. In Acts chapter 2, verse 41, the Bible says those who accepted this message were baptized. About 3,000 were added to that number because of the anointing. Not because of Peter, but because of the anointing. We see that again in Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer. They meet this man that's begging for alms. Glory to God. And in verses 6 and 7, Peter says unto this man, we don't have money. Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. And it wasn't just in his words, but listen, look at what Peter did. Peter grabbed him by his hand and he lifted him up. Glory to God. The anointing. It wasn't Peter. It was the anointing. It was Holy Spirit in Peter that moved in that situation. And the man's legs immediately received strength. And the Bible says he was leaping and he was jumping. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We see it again in Acts chapter 4 verse 8. Peter and John had been arrested for proclaiming Jesus Christ, the scripture says, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, glory to God. I want to tell you today, you've been anointed to work. The anointing that you have is for the work. It's not for you to sit on a shelf and look like a trophy. The anointing that you have is for work. And when you start working, anointing will kick in. Anointing will move. Holy Spirit will begin, to, will begin to bring back to your remembrance the things you have learned. Holy Spirit will begin to speak through you. Holy Spirit will begin to do marvelous things to you. And you will sit back and you will marvel at what the Holy Ghost has done in your life. Ooh, God help us today. We see it again in, in, in Acts chapter 6. Uh, it, it starts at verse 8 and it goes through the whole seventh chapter, but in verse 15, when, when Stephen was seized and taken to the Sanhedrin council, in verse 15, the Bible says, all who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen. They saw that his face was like the face of an angel. What was it? You know, what was it? What made his face look like the face of an angel? Ah, Hallelujah. It wasn't so much that his face was looking like the face of an angel. It was the anointing that was upon Stephen's life. Because in verse 55, the Bible says, But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. When, when Stephen started speaking, Holy Spirit had entered him. He had a boldness when he was preaching, when he was teaching those people and preaching the gospel. He had a boldness that only Holy Spirit could have given him. So when they looked at his face, what they saw was the anointing on him. Hallelujah. Therefore, saints of God, hallelujah. When we step out to work, whether it's to witness, whether it's to teach, whether it's to preach, whether it's to lay hands on the sick that they may recover, whether it is for, for deliverance of people, whatever it is that God has called us, assigned us to do in that moment, the anointing kicks in. For it is the anointing that makes the difference. It is the anointing that destroys the yoke. It is the anointing, hallelujah, hallelujah, that removes the burden. 
It is the anointing that makes us successful. It is the anointing that makes us effective in ministry. Zechariah chapter, chapter 4, verse 6, this is the word of the Lord to Zechariah. Not by might, not by your might, nor by power, not by your power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Or says the Lord Almighty. Hallelujah. Therefore, we don't see the effects of the anointing when people are not doing anything. I know people walk around uh, anointed men of God. You know, oh, you got an anointing on you. Ooh, Lord have mercy. We we have religious terminology that we use in the church in the church world, and it sounds real good. But remember, the anointing is never given for our glory. Holy Spirit does not live in you to glorify you. Holy Spirit lives in you to glorify Christ. Remember that. You know, there's a saying that, that, that just grieves me every time I hear people say it. The anointing looks good on you. That is a false statement because you don't see the anointing unless, unless you don't see the anointing on a person. You see the, the effects of the anointing when we go to work. So you're walking around with this long robe on, this white suit on, or you washed your face and you put on, you, you put lotion on your face and then now your face is shining and you got cologne or perfume on and you smell good. Are you walking around trying to look holy and somebody said the anointing looks good on you? That's a false statement because the anointing is not given to look good on us. The anointing is given to glorify God. Holy Spirit has come to glorify God, not to glorify you. Stop walking around with your head on your shoulder. Stop walking around thinking that you're, that you're such a great gift to the body of Christ. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And stop lying to people. Stop using religious terminology to make people feel good. It is not about us. Ooh, Lord, help us today. Help us today. Help us today. <laughs> Glory to God. Secondly, the anointing that was upon Jesus was a sufficient anointing. It was a sufficient anointing for him to fulfill his ministry. Whew. God help us today. The anointing that was upon Jesus was an, a, a sufficient anointing. Maybe I should say the sufficient anointing for him to fulfill his ministry, to fulfill his destiny. Amen. Jesus didn't need to go back for a second and a third and a fourth and a fifth and a sixth anointing. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. In the Septuagint, the Greek version of the Old Testament, the word Chirio, Chirio. I, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's, it's in the Greek, so I speak English. I didn't learn Greek. Praise the Lord. It was used by the translators and spoke specifically in regard to priests, to kings, and the prophet. Okay? Listen now. In Exodus chapter 48, verse chapter 28, verse 41, after you put their clothes on, on your speaking, God speaking to Moses, after you put these clothes on your brother Aaron and his sons, anoint and ordain them. 
Consecrate them so that may, they may serve me as priests. In 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 1, Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on Saul's head and kissed him, saying, Has not the Lord anointed you leader over his inheritance? And there are several references to kings who were anointed with oil. We won't go over all of those references. Now, in the New Testament, amen, we find the same word, trio, C-H-R-I-O, accent on the O, long, accent on the I, long O. It is an action word for anointing. It's a verb, it's an, which is an action word, okay? The words that give us names that, 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 that identifies us are nouns. This is not a noun. Jereo is, is an action word. The noun form is chrisma. Chrisma. And we know that word. We, we've heard that word. We've used a form of that word. We've heard it over and over again as we deal with the charismatic movement. The charismata are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. All of this comes out of this word. And when we look at it, it's hallelujah, when we look at its meaning, we'll be, get, we'll be able to identify what we're talking about. Charisma means an unjust or a smearing, all right? A, the special endowment of the Holy Spirit is found only three times in the King James and is translated unction, glory to God, in 1 John 2 and 20 and twice as anointing in 1 John 2 and 27. In 1 John 2 and 20, John says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know, and all of you know the truth. King James said, and you know all things, all right? But all of you know the truth, NIV says. 1 John 2 and 27 says, as for you, the, the anointing you received from him remains in you. Did you hear the word remains from earlier? You didn't choose me. I chose you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. Uh, he says, but his, the, the anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you, all right? Here, John is dealing with false teachers and false doctrines, all right? He's not saying that we don't need teachers, all right, because teaching is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Teaching is a part of the chrismata. All right, but in this situation, Chrismata, the Chrismata, the Holy Spirit who lives in you, he's going to reveal truth to you, okay? But his anointing teaches you about all things as that anointing is real, not counterfeit. Just as it has taught you, remain in him, all right? So, this anointing is given to us, and it remains in us. And he's encouraging us to remain in the anointing or in Christ or in the Holy Spirit, all right? Now, it's important for us to know that the anointing that rested upon Christ was the chrisma, okay, the noun form, the spirit without measure, the spirit without measure. John chapter 3. Verse 34, the Word of God says, For the one whom God has sent, who did God send? Jesus. Speaks the Word of God. For God gives the Spirit without 
measure or without limit. Okay. First John says that we have this charisma, this anointing that remains, this anointing that endures, this anointing that is lasting. This is the fullness that we've received, glory to God. Amen. This is the fullness that we have been supplied with. Amen. The same anointing that was upon Jesus is the anointing that's upon you and me. We've been supplied with. Amen. Now, he lives in us. We have an unlimited supply that abides with us, that permeates our every, the every fiber of our being. Amen. You see, as I said, the anointing that was upon Jesus is the anointing that was upon us. That anointing was not a temporary anointing. It was not an insufficient sufficient anointing. It was a permanent anointing. It was an ample supply, glory to God, hallelujah, from the time that Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord has anointed me, amen, it lasted throughout his ministry, glory to God. I want you to hear this today. It abided upon him in order for him to fulfill his destiny, glory to the name of Jesus. I want to say to you today, and this is, you got to hear this, saints, don't be worried about having enough strength for the assignment. Hmm. Don't wonder if you're going to faint along the way. Now, think about what we do. We're trying to look down the road, and we wonder if we're going to make it from point A to point B. But don't worry about whether in the Spirit of the Lord, in the ministry that God has given to you. Don't worry about whether you're going to make it from point A to point B. Don't worry about whether you have the strength to fulfill your ministry. The spirit of El Shaddai, the almighty God, hallelujah, the all-sufficient one, El Shaddai, the multi-breasted one, the one who has enough nourishment, to nourish you all along life's way, has anointed you for the task that he's called you to do. Hallelujah. His anointing, like his grace, is sufficient. Hallelujah. Isn't that what Paul told, uh, what the Spirit of God told Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9? My grace is sufficient for you. Hallelujah. For in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. I was thinking about this coming over here this morning. For 45 years, God's grace and his anointing has been sufficient. If you had asked me 45 years ago, would I still be preaching 45 years later? I would not have known what to tell you. But I've experienced in my life, through good times and bad times, his anointing is sufficient. Through ups and through downs, his anointing has been sufficient through good times and bad times. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. God's anointing has been sufficient. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He gives an abundant supply. His supply never runs out. His supply is always running in. When I get weak, his strength is made perfect. When I don't know what to say, he begins to speak for me. Glory to God. When I'm called on the spot, his anointing rises up. 
and gives me words to say. Glory to God. When I'm in a situation, hallelujah, where it seems like it's too much for me, his anointing kicks in. Holy Ghost rises up. Holy Ghost begins to speak. Glory to God. His anointing is sufficient. I want to tell you today, don't you worry about what you're going to say. Just step out there and open your mouth. Holy Ghost will speak for you. Don't worry about what you forgot about. In the time of need, Holy Spirit will bring back to your remembrance. Glory to the Almighty God. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah this morning. God, I thank you for your anointing. God, I thank you for your anointing. God, I thank you. Glory to God. Glory to God for your anointing. Hallelujah. 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 Implications of the anointing. Hallelujah. It's for the work. You've been anointed for the work. Engage in the work. I read a scripture this morning in the book of Proverbs. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It says, when you do the work, God will establish your thoughts. Lord have mercy. And I'm just thinking about this. Uh, A lot of us don't want to work. And we're wondering why our thoughts are not established. A lot of us are waiting for somebody to push us. And we're wondering why we never experience anointing. You got to step out and do the work. I don't know how else to tell you this. I don't know what else to do for you. Glory to God. Amen. There's no sense around you going around here talking about your anointing. You got to do the work. When you do the work, anointing will come. When you do the work, Holy Spirit will show himself. Glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You got to do the work. And his anointing is sufficient. His anointing is sufficient. Ooh, the charisma is upon us. It is an a sufficient, it is a sufficient anointing. It is given as an unlimited supply. Never runs out. Never runs out. Never runs out. Ooh, Lord have mercy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This morning, this morning, Holy Spirit is speaking to you. We've given all of these images in the church of what the anointing is. We've said all people, oh, she is, she is so anointed. Label anointing by looks and not by works. Jesus said, because you sent me to do the work, you anointed me. Do the work. You'll see how anointed you are. Do the work, you'll find out. That when you're dedicated to the work, anointing always rises up. Many times I don't know what to preach. 
I could be thinking, reading scriptures, reading it in the Bible every day. I don't know what to preach. But the Lord showed me that when I sit down, begin the preparation, he speaks. Sometimes I sit down and begin the preparation and I'm all confused and boggled in my mind. But when I stand to speak, his anointing rises up. Sometimes we've laughed at old preachers when they said, I feel my help coming. <laughs> Glory to God. But what they were saying was they sensed anointing rising. Now the preaching ministry becomes easier. Words begin to flow that before didn't flow. Holy Spirit began to speak and give revelations that weren't coming before. It's not just for the preacher with the title reverend or elder, minister, bishop, or apostle, or prophet. This is for every believer. We are the body of Christ. His anointing rests on us for ministry, for ministry, for effective results in ministry. I'll get some testimonies this week, and it's not about me. But as revelation has come in some people's lives, we'll get testimonies. I'll say it like that, not me. We'll get testimonies of people who seen the anointing rise up. It happened when Jesus sent out the 70, and they came back marveling that even demons were subjected to, to them. Jesus said, don't marvel about that. He said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Don't marvel about that. Marvel that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Marvel that you know that you've been saved because you see the anointing and the effects of the anointing on your life. God, thank you for your word today. Thank you for the power of your word. Now this morning, this morning, whew, thank you, Jesus. I want to pray for you. There's an assignment on your life. There is. There's an assignment on your life. You were sent into this world. You didn't just come. You weren't just born. There's an assignment on your life. Parents who have little children, and Holy Spirit just spoke this to me. We read it in the King James, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. The actual meaning is train up a child in the way that he is spiritually bent, and he will not depart from that. The way he's spiritually bent. When he's old, he'll not depart. When he's old, he will return. He will return. Think about it. So parents with little children, discover your child's spiritual bend and bring that child up that way. These people today who are trying to counsel culture, who are saying that children need to are able to decide on their identity. They don't even know. They're not even an age, at an age of knowing right from wrong and you're agreeing with children. You're going against Scripture. 
Stop allowing your children to watch all of these things, to be influenced by all of these things, in the, by Satan, because that's what it is, to stop them from entering that destiny. You discover that spiritual bend. Put your time and effort in training up that child toward that spiritual. And that means you have responsibility, parents. That's, I know this is a message for another day, but Holy Spirit just, just, just revealed this to me. And I hope there's some young parents other than those believers who are in TOP who listen in. You can't wait until your child is 16 and 17 and start trying to reshape them. No, you got to start when they're little babies to bring them up according to their spiritual bent so that when they're 16 and 17, should they stray away, they have a foundation they're going to come back to. Remember, before you were formed in your mother's womb, God knew you. God had a purpose and an ordination for your life. So today, today, if you are listening to this message and you're not saved, you don't know Jesus as Savior and as Lord, or you are a backslider, you don't focus on the fact that you've been sent into this world. But I, I want you to hear the Lord. You've been sent. Even if you're unsaved, you've been sent. God is calling you to salvation. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. He's calling you to salvation. Will you respond to Jesus today? I'm not asking you to respond to me. I know I'm just giving you the message. Respond to Jesus today. He gave his life for you. He shed his blood for you. He paid the price to satisfy divine justice on your behalf. He's a sacrifice. He does not just make the sacrifice as a priest. He is the sacrifice for your sins and mine. How do you get saved? Believe that Jesus gave his life for you. Believe that he is the Messiah. Ask Jesus to come into your life to be your Savior, to be your Lord. If you are a backslider, repent of your backsliding. Turn back to the Lord and live. God wants to use you. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. There's an anointing on your life that you are neglecting. Come back to the Lord. I want to pray for you. If you are a sinner, you never accepted Christ. Pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. But Lord, Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. You satisfied the righteous requirement of God's law for me. You made it possible for me to be saved. Lord Jesus, I accept that sacrifice that you made for me. I accept you as my Savior, my Lord. Come into my life. Save me. 
from my sin. Receive me as your child. I receive you now. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Amen. The Bible says, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become his sons and his daughters. Those who were born, not by the will of, of the flesh, not by the will of man, not by blood, but by his spirit. You made it up in your mind as the spirit of God is drawing you. It's a decision of your will to come to the Lord. Not because I'm coercing you, not because your mom and your dad are coercing you, but because you realize Jesus died for you to save you, and you've accepted Christ. The Bible says you are saved. Now, this is what I want you to do. Write to us. Let us know of the decision that you've made so that we can follow up with you. You come to the Lord as a newborn baby. You need to be nourished. You need to grow. Come. If you are, and if you are a backslider, it's a simple prayer of repentance. You've heard the word. Just repent. If we confess our sins, the Lord is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Confess your backsliding. Confess that you backslid. Ask the Lord to forgive you. Ask the Lord to restore you. When you do that, the Lord hears you. The Lord cleanses you of all unrighteousness. We want you to write to us too and let us know of your commitment, your recommitment, rededication to the Lord Jesus Christ. We will follow up with you. You can go to our website. We will follow up with you so that we can help you grow in the Lord. You have an assignment on your life. Don't keep neglecting it. The time is now. For every believer, just listen and just lift your hands where you are. If you're sick, you can lay hands on that spot in your body where you're sick. If you're in trouble, the Lord sees. If you are oppressed by the devil, the Lord sees. If you're having problems in your marriage, the Lord sees. If you're having problems in your finances, God sees. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, now in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your anointing. Your anointing that destroys the yoke and that removes the burden. I thank you for your anointing. Thank you that you cause us to be effective in all that we do. I thank you, Lord, for the assignment that's on our lives. Your assignment for working. As we engage the work, thank you, God, for making our pathway straight. In the midst of heartaches, in the midst of pain, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of affliction, God, you are faithful. I pray for everyone that's going through any type of situation that is contrary to your will. Your desire is that we prosper and be in health even as our souls prosper. Whatever contrary situations that people are facing right now, I rebuke in the name of Jesus. I speak healing. I speak deliverance in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak victory over the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Lord, you died on the cross to give us victory. You've gotten us the victory. It belongs to us. We're more than conquerors because Christ died for us. Thank you that the enemy has been defeated. Thank you that we're even seated with you in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That Satan is under our feet. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. It's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray and we thank you. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning. I pray that, that, that you are blessed today from the word of the Lord. I pray that you'll dig deeper, that you will learn more about God's anointing. Join us. Join us on Tuesday for our time of prayer. Uh, we'll put the, the number up. You can, uh, you can go to our website, send in your prayer request. Send in your praise report. T.O.P., we need to start sending in praise reports. We got to let people know what God is doing in our midst. Send in your praise reports. Send them into the website. We'll get them. And then join us for our time of prayer from beginning at 8 p.m. on Tuesday night. And on Wednesday, join us for our Our Power Bible Study. This Wednesday, we start talking about the nature of God, right? And we are excited about what God is doing. That's Wednesday night and then our other classes that are going throughout the week. Find your group. Get connected. Get connected. T.O.P., get connected and stay connected. Amen. It's your responsibility. As we provide the vehicles, it's your responsibility to get connected and to stay connected. Continue to pray for each other. Continue to be encouraged in the Lord. Continue to pray for the work of ministry at home and abroad. May the Spirit of the, Spirit of the Lord guide you, bless you, and keep you. May His face shine upon you and give you peace. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, that brings us to the end of the message for today. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well. And give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com that's tabernacle of praise at msn.com give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you also we would like for you to sow into this ministry if you've been blessed by this work by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel and you would like to help further this cause we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. 
continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.